0: Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the Sergeant-at-Arms warrior, and Jodowan the Apprentice Wizard. The adventurers awake in the town of Silimar at the end of the slumbering Drake. Baptist scours the town for a suitable location for a possible barbershop business, while Mephrodist passes the challenge at the library and secures access to a private study. The focus turns to Umberwood's coffins as they seek to learn about its possible involvement with Leotah or her agents. The group also learns of a monk order re-establishing themselves out at Castle Rightrock in an attempt to rediscover the halls of Forgotten Lore. The second group of adventurers are utilized to check out the castle. Back in town, the gang is up to their old tricks as they talk to Umberwood Coffin's employee at the local pub. Okay, I have no idea what you guys are doing.
1: Okay, we're all, we're all in agreement, man. We're all
0: in the same place. Um, We had like 50 different plans and characters going every which way again. We do know that the... Uh, baptist woke up on the floor of the end of the slumbering drake the next day next morning to the smell of bread and bacon and ham and people starting to walk in uh... he catches out of the corner of his eye the the motion of a broom sweeping by itself uh... he sees a dustpan moving by itself to get down by the broom as it looks like someone's going around cleaning up from the tables from the previous night's festivities Uh, you see the cookie the big lumbering giant straightening chairs straightening tables Uh, and people from the outside begin to filter in in the morning after a wild night for some. It seems some might have snuck back downstairs. ball comes out. He sees Baptist probably, I don't know, probably still
2: on the floor. He's got his chamber pot with him. He's going to request another. This one's not big enough for... Get the to step off the floor.
0: <laughs> uh, Cookie will go get another one. Bring it to bomb. I
3: got four dice rolls coming in. Just so you guys know. You be rolling, rolling, rolling. Um, I'm sorry. I'm thing, sorry. I did that. Oh, you know what? Um, can this thing do a die twenty-seven? <laughs>
4: He'll yeah, it'll it'll do it. will do a die, whatever you want. Nice. I'm gonna do, roll a D17 right now. I got a four. I failed. <laughs> um. So I was figuring it sounded like on the thread that we were probably gonna hand wave um some of the stuff that was going on. Well, I've actually reconsidered some of my stuff. Believe it or not. No, I can't. I I'm, can't imagine <laughs> I that. I cannot imagine that. <laughs>
0: I'll
4: just. I'll just. I'll I was just, trying. Uh, I was trying to help you out, Jeffrey. I'm like. I I'll just
0: uh, rip you know, my notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> won't, won't be needing those. Not surprised in the least. <laughs> so let me get my new note card out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we you want to pick up just pick up in the morning, or do we want to skip ahead?
4: I thought it sounded like we were going to skip ahead. Yeah, and kinda... I mean, we do. Do some information gathering and some party gathering, and I mean.
0: Okay, so want me just to hit the highlights of the next upcoming week?
4: Yeah, yeah let's let's start there okay. and see what happens. So, Baptist goes looking for real estate,
0: and he finds an elf named Corril, who seems to be the local real estate agent in town. Little snooty, uh, well dressed.
1: Uh, Imagine that.
0: Little skeptical of a uh, of a Baptist, even though he's cleaned up a little bit. Uh, but she takes him around, shows him a couple different properties. Um, she takes him into two main districts of Silamar. Uh, takes him into the Common Quarter, which is where the Endless Slumbering Drake is, uh, which is a decent little up and coming uh, uh, area, and shows you a uh, vacant structure about two stories, uh, it's got two rooms downstairs, a small half basement, couple rooms upstairs. Uh, it gets decent foot traffic, and she advises you that that would be 3,000 gold to purchase that building. needs a little work. Uh, looks like it's been empty for a while, but it's the, the foundation and the main structure's good. She also shows you a burned out building. She says it used to be a candle shop, and uh, the... Uh, Owners have no plans to rebuild and are looking to unload it. She says she could let they would let that one go for uh, two thousand gold. Uh, it needs substantially more work. Uh, you know the stone foundation is there, but several of the main timbers are okay. They're just scorched and burned, but a lot of the the, the a lot of the wood would need replaced. But uh, you know the the bulk of the structure is okay. And uh, she goes, is that is that in your
1: price range?
0: Is that well, that sort of what you were looking for?
1: What would a, a empty lot cost?
0: mm an empty lot they're hard to come by in the common quarter. It's been pretty well rebuilt. There's not a lot of empty lots uh If you want empty lots, I can take you over to the uh the warrens uh There's a couple empty lots over there, but it's a pretty rough and tumble district.
1: How rough and tumble hmm
0: there's a you know a lot of the poor folks live over there uh a lot of the good folk try to stay out of there, but you look like you might fit in over there
1: let's, let's
0: walk over there. Um, So she'll walk you over there, and she takes you by two different places over there. One of them is just a dilapidated structure. Uh, It looks like it's been abandoned for years and years and years. Um, It's uh, it's probably got a stone foundation, but even it has cracks in it. And she goes, this one's about 750 gold to own, but it needs a significant amount of repair. Probably just scrapped and started over. Uh, and then she takes you another one that looks like it's a nearly empty lot. It, it does have the remnants of a ruined foundation in it uh, for 500 gold. And the stones are blackened, uh, it, but that's pretty much all the remains in that lot. All the wood so looks like it's either burned away or has been burned, and just the stone singed foundation
1: remains. Well, what's going on in this neighborhood? What kind of shops? Uh, over like here there are – give me
0: just one second – over here, there. Um, this is pretty much where the poor folks are. Uh, a lot of these houses are, uh, a lot of the buildings over here, are, uh, built on top of other ruins. Uh, some of them are buildings that look like they probably should have been condemned, but someone has just sort of patched a wall or patched a roof and then uh, uh, just lived there anyways. Uh, sort of maze-like. It's sort of like uh, a lot of sheds, little alleys that have been converted into makeshift like. Homes with just metal sheets uh, layered over top. Um, as you're walking around the area, you see a gambling house in there. Um, you see a boarding house called Auntie's Boarding House. Uh, you see a sign of the Drunken Minotaur. It looks like a small inn. This um, is where we
2: should be staying.
0: It's a, you know, it, it's already doing a pretty big business right now here in the morning. Even though it's, you know, most people are off at work, you can hear the the Partying already washing out into the streets from there. Uh, so you know there's some businesses in there, uh, but it's it's a pretty rough and tumble little section of town. On the map, it's the uh... Yeah. southwestern part of the
1: yeah. city. What what would it cost material wise to rebuild one of these? To build a little small shop and a couple of living quarters in on one of these lots?
0: Um, it'd take a little bit clean up. It'd probably take oh probably 150 gold or so to clean out one of the lots uh, pretty well to get yourself a decent little building foundation. Is that
1: paying somebody to do it? or
0: is Yeah, that's paying someone to do it. Um, that'd be just hiring some folks and yeah. uh, paying for disposal and stuff like that. It'll, it'll, and it'll take a little bit of time. Um, and then to actually build something, you're probably looking at, depending on how sturdy, anywhere from 750 gold to 1,500 gold for a, a modest-sized structure. Obviously if you want it fancier or made of stone or right. you know something like that the price go up a bit but you could get yourself a modest little structure for for that.
1: And is that are those prices to pay somebody to build it or is that just for the
0: the that would pretty much be for someone to build it too.
1: Right. Or would there be any storefronts that would be for rent? Um in which district? Um well, well I mean what would something in this area cost to rent? Something
0: in this area would probably go for probably 25 gold a month. Okay. Something and over in the common quarter would probably get approach upwards of 100 gold a month, depending on location and size of the, the storefront. Okay. But there's probably something available in either district. Okay. So, so any of these interest you, Kirill uh, asks?
1: Yeah, I'm interested in several of them. I just need to kind of think and... and figure, figure through my business plan and see, I don't want to get stuck with a, a lot that I can't that can't support my business. So, you know, a barbershop is not a a huge money-making thing, but I do want to get into business and settle down here, I think. Uh, I I suppose it's a noble profession. Uh, so, you know, somebody's got to cut your hair, right? Yep. Or wet your blood. <laughs> you know, we, we barbers do some medical work, too. I mean, it's
0: Valuable services.
1: Yeah, it's it's a skill. Now I won't. I'm gonna get back tomorrow. I just need a maybe a day or two to think on it. So I can get back with you. Yeah, that's
0: fine. You know where to find me. I doubt many of these move too quickly.
1: I'll go into that uh, inn and check it out. Okay. Get a drink and see what that place is like. While I do some calculations.
0: So, at the drunken. The Drunken Minotaur, um, it is primarily an inn, though there has a, a tavern room in the bottom uh, with a large common room. Um, there's a lot of drinking going on. Um, there's a small fireplace off in the corner. Um, you Is this a good spot for you, Dustin? Sure. Uh, you do see a man over at the table uh, hanging out. Uh he's got he reddish hair and a grey cloak. Yep. reddish <laughs> hair, grey cloak. Thank you. Um and he seems a little more with it than some of the others. A lot of the other folks are, you know, pretty inebriated. This guy seems a little more with it. Uh almost more like he's taking in the the scenery um of the common room.
1: Uh <clears throat> will ask if he can have if he can sit down and he'll order a pint order a pint first. Table mate.
0: A server happily is willing to go off and get you the drinks, bring them back.
4: Well met, friend. My name is Silas. Silas, Baptist Inklings. Pleasure to meet you, sir. What brings you to the drunken Minotaur?
1: Uh, I'm just in the neighborhood looking for real estate. I'm a businessman.
4: Oh. (laughs) Uh, What type of business are you looking to uh, open?
1: A barber shop.
4: It's a noble pursuit.
1: Yeah, we do also do some medical procedures as well. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Barbers <are laughs> have a long and uh, prized history of those sort of things.
4: <laughs> good times, good times. What brings
1: uh, you It brings you to this
4: one horse town. Oh, uh, I I grew up. Uh, in Selimar, oh. here in these here in these Warrens.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, I, maybe the guy I need to talk to. to sure. You know, I had this I had this lady elf show me around, and you know, I'm not sure if she knows what she's talking about. She's probably just trying to sell me something. But uh, <clears throat> the Warrens seem like a more honest, more real sort of part of town than some of the other parts of town I've been through. Mm-hmm. She gave me an impression it was kind of rough around here, though.
4: Well, it's only rough for those that are uh, too weak to handle it. People around these parts kind of make their own fortunes and have to take care of themselves. They don't get kind of pampered to like the nobles up there in the High Quarter.
1: I can understand that. Siddermar seems like a real uh, quiet town. Is that true? Uh,
4: It depends on who you're asking. If you were to ask me, I would say it's if certainly not quiet. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of action to be had around here. Sure,
1: well, action. What do you
4: mean by oh, well, action? well, you know, you have your typical uh, guilds and organizations that exist in a in any type of city, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know, there's several. Uh, oh, there's groups of brigands that peruse uh, outside of town. And of course, uh, you know the large castle nearby that uh, serves to draw adventurers to the town from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some go and never return, and uh, some go and find their fortunes and strike off. In fact, I have a friend that recently had gone to um, adventure near the town and are near the near the castle and. Um, made off with some amount of fortune left for the great city and I've heard she's just recently returned
1: oh the name wouldn't be Vixila would it it
4: absolutely would be Vixila
1: how interesting she's my (laughs) fiance we rode into town with her
4: she's been uh, helping us out in some of my other business ventures he seems uh, he kind of leans back a little bit and is like so you're the heroes that Vixila has been traveling with. Yes, I'm we're the heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've started here. It sounds like you guys were uh, uh, having quite the lively conversations at the end of the slumbering Drake the other evening. But oh, there are uh,
1: there are many. you know we just we're kind of on vacation
4: right now well that's a shame because there's plenty of uh plenty of interesting stuff going on around the town um there's even rumors tell of a lake monster near the castle and perhaps even a monk order being near the castle these days is too that are looking for powerful artifacts in the ruins. Hmm. I myself yeah. was even beginning to wonder if I should look into these strange monks who might be scouting for artifacts in the ruins
1: well our vacations don't last forever. <laughs> you know, I mean, we'll, we won't be vacationing too much longer. We're we're working men. We like to, and women, we like to. <laughs> we like to get the lay of the land, and you know, get a get a feel for what we're doing. Charming little hamlet such as this. So, if a fellow was looking for extracurricular activity, where would he where would he start? Well, some gambling oh, or some oh, something beyond beyond your uh,
4: Well, you're beyond. certainly in the right place for um some type of activity. I, uh, you could also look into um. Th- so this bar after uh, after hours, if you will, is known for uh, a good bit of carousing and. Bards and rogues telling tales and um, a good bit of fun. But if you were looking for a place to to maybe do some gaming, you could look into Minus Bones. And of course, you can always look into uh, the Rogues' Court as well. Always fun things happening over there in the Rogues' Court. Really interesting. Is that Minus uh, is definitely a gambling house, and maybe some other libations can be had there if you catch my meaning. I
1: got you. So, Robes Court, is that your uh, profession?
4: Oh, me? No. I'm a scout. Scout? Okay. Yeah, I'm good at finding traps and peeking behind locked doors and climbing over places that are meant to keep people out. I'm a scout.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Well, our our little organization could probably probably use some of that if you're interested in doing a little bit of work.
4: Oh, I'd definitely be interested in doing work, especially if you guys were interested in looking into the castle because i think there's a could be a, a good fortune to be made there well we're we're sort of here with
1: uh we're here with vixila so she's kind of got having got a in this place so yeah. i think she's certainly interested in interested in what goes on up there
4: so your your group is currently um holed up at the uh slumbering in slumbering drake inn
1: we are We're we're there, and I think we'll probably meet back up there in the evening. Everyone's doing conducting business and such as that. We'll probably meet back up there this evening.
4: Well, I thank you for the invitation, and I will certainly be there this evening to to find out what the next steps are for your group. I'd be happy to help out.
1: We look forward to seeing you again, Silas. I think I'm going to stroll around the Warrens a little bit, get the feel of the place before I decide if I'm going to set up shop here or not.
4: Yes, I think this could be a good place for, uh, I think this would be a good place for you to set up shop. I think we need more businesses here, need more uh, more things for the common people, the hardworking people, so. Sure. Are.
1: Yeah, we need the tips in one direction, and we need to make sure that balance stays balanced, if you catch my meaning. Indeed. Can you point me to the rugs court?
4: Uh-huh. I'm recalibrating. <laughs> I know it's a thing. I don't necessarily know, but it's out. Metagames wise. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's easily able to point you over to the rogues' court, which is full of various gambling houses and places like that. The Baptist can head off that way and spend his time gambling and finding women of ill repute. What else are people? What else are the folks up to? <clears throat> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. You had um the first night at the end of The Slumbering Drake, you had uh, met Narkel the halfling no. tailor.
1: Right, uh, Jargon Jr.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, Jargon Jr., uh, <laughs> <laughs> who I believe left the end a little lighter on coin that night thanks to Baptist. Yeah, Baptist's
1: uh, getting his money back. Oh, that's right,
0: that's right, you did give it back That's right Um, And I believe he told you about Hargan and uh, that he was acquaintances of Mortimer Underwood, a coffin maker That was one thing you guys knew about, there was some talk of doing some research on putting a Miracle spirit back into uh, some sort of physical form Uh, There may be a library in town to handle that if people wanted to go there
2: yeah, Memphis will look into that. He'll actually wrap himself up in his bandages, pull his hood down over his head, and start asking around about that.
0: Okay. It doesn't take you long to learn of a library in town called... Let's find it here real quick. It is over in the High Quarter, and there is a library called the Hall of Worms. Perfect. Sounds like I'd be right at home here. And let's type it out. You can see... And it's a Hall of Worms. Uh, the, uh, when you reach the place, like I said, it's over in the High Quarter. Um, the end of the Slumbering Drake's in the Common Quarter. It's on the map, it's the big green building right on the edge of the town square. Okay, so I'm over
2: in High Quarter. Okay.
4: Yeah,
0: High Quarter's up north. Yeah, Not 100% sure which building it is, but it's up there in the uh, northern part. Um, and when you reach over there, you see. Uh, a grand stone library that rises three stories in height. Uh, over the front, there's words that declare the Academy of Ars Olam. I'll type that out to you. Uh, Academy of Ars. Uh, though all the locals referred to it as the Hall of Worms. Um, there are... Um, a set of heavy bronze doors that open into a marbled uh, floor. Um, there's, you can tell there's like a front information desk, sort of just like a big, broad, tall desk. It's actually up on a little bit of a platform. And behind, you can just see bookcases full of stuff. And then you can see like map uh, racks that have, you know, maps in them. Uh, it looks like the place is as well-equipped library as anything you saw in the Great City. That uh, seems to be very well-equipped. When you come in, behind the desk is a man garbed in like these luminous white robes um, and this long white hair, and he's got these spectacles on, and he says, can I help you?
2: Yes. What's your lending policy?
0: Well, if you can pass the test, it is free, or... To, it is free to wander the library, the books must stay here, but we can provide you with a uh, study room and you know access to the stacks as, as you see fit. Uh, if you are unable to pass the test, then we do require a small fee of 100 gold pieces to uh, for the lending? have access to the library. To have access or to borrow? To have access. Oh. We would still provide you with a study room and a place to study, and the fee would cover you for multiple days.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about the note tracker. Oh, uh, what kind of test? Like a sobriety test? Not quite.
0: More of a test of your knowledge.
2: Oh, I'm... some noise going on upstairs. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, what sort of knowledge? I know a thing or two.
0: Then you may, you may have no difficulty, uh, there's, we typically ask three questions of various fields of study, anything from the arcane to history to nature, nobility, religion, or possibly even the plane.
2: Okay, perfect.
0: Would you, shall I administer the test? Go ahead, sure. Okay, so he begins to ask you these long, intricate questions, um, and essentially comes down to an intelligence check to see if you are able to answer the three questions. So it's three intelligence checks. He asks you a question uh, about History religion, and planes. Okay. All right. And I hated to boil it down to an actual dice roll, but I was like, uh, <laughs> it was going to be hard to test the fictional historical knowledge. So, uh, so the one on, uh, history, um, it's this long complex question about some family lineage, uh, and Methodist knows the answer, spits it back. No problem. Uh, and the, the person nods his head. He goes, very, very good. Um, very few get past the first question. And so he begins to expound onto this question about religion and various rites of... Uh, Moni. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see how well you roll. And <laughs> we'll see which deity it is. So this one you struggle with a little bit. It's about some esoteric rite of uh, uh, the god of... Uh, uh one of Justicia's rites of passage and it seems to be some obscure almost like a hazing type rite <laughs> where it's, you know it's kept quiet uh people aren't supposed to know and Memphis has to haw a little bit and struggle a little bit um but he finally able to, comes up with the answer to what the rite is and how it works and the the sage nods his head and he goes very very well uh where did you say you came from uh here and there Here and there, huh? Well, it seems your here and there travels have equipped you quite well for this this questioning. Um, One more question regarding the planes, and... uh, Uh, That's my speciality. uh, I'm sure it is. And go ahead and give yourself a plus uh, three on the roll, because you do... Mefritus does do a lot of... (laughs) So, (laughs) he... Ask and he sees you look a little quizzical and he sort of like rephrases the question and he seems like he sort of likes you because he sort of like leads you a bit towards an answer about uh... uh... one of the planes um... and how it's interconnected to another plane both of which you're not very familiar with um... but after a little bit of leading by him mephorus manages to answer this question and he and the sage is very well he goes, very few are able to pass the knowledge test to gain free access to the, uh, to the library. He goes, but here, let me show you a study room, um, and I'll give you a little tour of the library to facilitate your research. And he takes you back, walks you past several stacks. In the uh, back corner, there's some stairs that go to the second floor. Up there, he shows you a nice, comfortable study room. It's got a table uh, and, like, a small couch. It's got a, um, a desk. Uh, it's got uh, ink vial, quill, blank scroll parchment. Um, And then he takes you back downstairs, gives you tour of the shelves, you know, where the various subjects are. Uh, He says no books should be taken from the library. Uh, He says be wary. Uh, The the library has heavy wards and guards upon it to prevent people from, you know, gaining access they should not have. Uh, And there's shadowy, otherworldly things that are said to wander the stacks protecting the books
2: that makes
0: sense and he essentially turns you loose he goes you're welcome to visit the library as you see fit uh, the access is only for you you're the one to answer the questions anyone else that you may wish to bring in will either need to pass the same knowledge tests or pay the fee to accompany you to your study room
2: okay that sounds
0: so, fair enough so has pretty much unlocked the ability to uh, research while in Silmar um, he can spend hours and days and weeks on research
2: that's what he's going to be doing until he figures out some way. Is there, like, room? What, is it private enough that I could, like, draw on the floor and consult spirits and stuff like that while I'm doing all this? Or is it a little too... I he
0: would frown anymore. on the consulting spirits bit, largely because the library is said to have its own otherworldly spirits to wander it. And that could re- lead into a weird interaction. Okay. Uh, but it's private enough that he could even provide you with low-key so that you could start your research and leave your books overnight. Uh... You know, as needed, so you don't have to like start over every morning as your research.
2: Okay. Well, Medfordus is going to be doing that while um, while everyone else is doing their thing. He's going to be trying to figure out some way to resurrect uh, a miracle, and in the process, looking for anything that might be of aid for us in uh, getting even with Leotar. Okay. Looking for stuff about the glass darkly or anything like that, any way that he can figure out how to manipulate demi planes to get over get past things Just anything beneficial that'll make life easier later got it <laughs> Just and the, you it. seem to have
0: found a good place for that like I said the library actually seems every bit as well equipped or better equipped than several of the ones you visited in the great city this place is nice y'all I know it's <laughs> <laughs> nice it's, it's real. quaint it's one of those nice quaint cities
2: you have to pay for it though
0: it's like a, a a price one of the of a Colorado barber. ski resort towns. It's expensive in the mountains. <laughs> the price of a
2: barbershop storefront, with that in a great city, you could field an army of uh, thousands. Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you guys can regroup back at the end of the Slumbering Drake
4: and. Do We're going to loop in anybody else's.
0: Yeah, we can loop in anyone else, because I'm assuming like characters. it's a mixture of a couple days have passed, so there's time for other people. Vixila certainly would have the ability to to rank on some other folks. Uh,
4: yeah, so, yeah there's I think my room guy
1: would have hooked up with Vixila and came on back with her whenever she was... Yeah, if she... Uh, She's she probably out roughhousing, arm wrestling, and punching people in the arm and stuff. She probably visited O'Hallahan McMeary,
4: who... Uh, who would know who the up-and-coming warriors would be and to keep an eye on. So she could have met our boy uh, Buzz Quirk. Buzz Quirk, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: she would have met Buzz Quirk there and then like, hey, you you look like you've got – and the fact that he's carrying out a warrior hammer immediately makes him like a notch above other warriors in Vixila's book who's, like, talking to him, like, them, them dwarves know how to fight. There ain't nothing like smashing a face with a
1: warhammer. nothing <laughs> like it. Or crotch. <laughs> 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 well, did Jargon do any any recon during the day? or?
3: Yeah, I think, if anything, Jargon, while well, he was tempted to go back and talk to the halfling that he despises more, he actually was more concerned with... Uh, Scoping out Mortimer the Undertaker's place just to get a feel for what else going on, the ins and outs, like just not like trying to interact or really be seen. He just kind of wants to find a spot in the area to kind of be able to observe comfortably, see what kind of business might be going on, how busy he is, anything like that.
0: Okay. Um, you're easily able to find uh, Mortimer's place. It is. I believe it's just. Mm-hmm. a second find the place which was you find umberwood coffins uh it is in common district. this is the place that was run by uh Mortimer underwood um you watch and um you see a gentleman working that you must assume is Mortimer Umberwood himself. Uh, he's a tall, pallid human. Uh, got a little odd hitch in his step, a little slight limp. Looks like one of his legs. There's, something's wrong with it. He limps on it. Um, there are several workers as well that seem to be uh, suffer underneath his abuse. You can hear him yelling at him uh, as they work on a... Um, Coffins, they sort of just work on them like almost in our front room, or, or like there's a little showroom on the right side. On the left, there's a little like workshop that's sort of open in the front for days when it gets hot. They can just sort of open the doors open. And inside, you can see, you know, some makeshift saw horses and people's saws uh, working on things. And you can hear the banging of the hammers. You hear the, the, Paddle man yelling at his workers. Doesn't treat them very well. If uh... they're bending too many nails, and yells at them for wasting materials, or if something's not just perfectly straight, he you know yells at them. He doesn't seem too shy to yell at the workers much at all. Um, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, Matt. What did I miss? <sighs> Oh my. Are you guys private chatting behind my back? No. Well
4: <laughs> actually not. Really. Well, we would never do such a thing.
0: <laughs> um so you see about four guys working for him. Uh it does indeed appear to be a coffin shop of some sort, uh and they're busily making coffins. You see the occasional person uh from the street come by. Um if you watch long enough you actually see a like a merchants wagon come in, an open wagon. They load up uh four coffins on it. And it begins to head west, towards the west side of town. Um, and then the workers go back to work, starting to build more coffins. As far as coffins go, I mean, they're pretty nice. It looks like they're being made out of some pretty strong uh, timber, probably come down from out of the mountains. Uh, you know, so despite the, the unusual-looking man and his tendency to harass his workers, uh, it, it seems like they look like pretty decent coffins. It looks like they're probably a bit upscale, more than just a pine box.
3: All right. So basically, after he's done the recon, just to kind of get a feel for it, he's going to go meet back up with folks at the uh, Slumbering Drake and okay. see if he can't get some of that information back to the group. All right, so they're building coffins
2: and they're shipping them out for export, I guess. Yes. Mm,
1: did he see? How they were being shipped out, or they loaded them onto a big wagon, or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, it was. He saw Jargon saw four of them get loaded on, just like an open wagon that looked like it was headed west. Which, even your guys' amount of time has seen that that's where a lot of the traffic, commercial traffic, leaves from that west side of the
1: the city. Town. Were there any people in and out besides the workers? Uh, there's
0: a, a couple people, two people separate that drop by, uh, talk to Mortimer um they motioned over the coffins uh then it looked like they shook on something and that was it but jargon couldn't really hear or see exactly what's going on but yes there were some other people that stopped by the coffin shop
1: and i mean was it a lot of coffins yeah i mean you saw four
0: get shipped out um they're building more there were at least four carpenters working uh, Mortimer himself didn't really work on anything. Okay. He to just yelled at his workers. Uh, but I mean, it seemed like a little hopping spot. Okay. <laughs> so we're
3: meeting back up. Yeah, he's
0: going to mesh back up with everybody. Yeah, so you guys are all at the end of the slumbering Drake. You guys sort out anything. Jordan can report on what he found. uh There's maybe some of the new folks came back from various ways. I'm figuring this all happened over the course of. You know, two or three, four
2: days. Okay. So San and McSan is going to come in at some point. Okay.
1: I'm wondering if they're not smuggling something out in those coffers. It's worth a look.
3: If, but it's, it almost looks like it might be. I mean, I'm not saying that he Jargon feels that there it is, but he's thinking that it would definitely be worth yeah. looking into.
1: Well, maybe the thing to do might be to either follow the wagon out and check it, check it out, or... Or both, either follow, look and see if the same people come back, meet up with them, and then leave, and maybe follow one of those fellows off and see what he where he goes. We can always try to buy one too. Yeah, go in there and try to just try to see how legit it is. Buy a coffin. I think if you know maybe Jargon can follow one of the the fellows back. Yeah, he's (laughs) see where he goes.
3: (laughs) Where it goes (laughs) on Yeah, Jargon would be willing to, uh, to do some following. Yes. And we could
1: maybe follow that wagon out of town and, and take a look, you know, see what's in there. That'd be a starting place. I mean, if if, if she's buying something from him, you know, it might be nice to know what it is.
2: Well, her, we need to look for her contacts, too, or her suppliers, Jargon and whatever the other guy's name was.
1: Atlantis. Atlantis. Did, did he say... Did the halfling say that Hargus just comes and goes? He didn't act like he lived in Silvermar, did he?
0: Yeah, he didn't really seem to indicate. Just indicated that the person passed through and tended to do business with Mortimer Underwood and Lantis. They, the halfling, didn't know of Lantis. He only knew of Hargan. Did he give? Didn't know of Lantis. knew of Hargan, and it sounded more like just Hargan comes through town, traveling, whatever, does business with Mortimer Underwood,
3: and that's it. We didn't get like a description of Hargan, did we?
0: Um,
4: not really.
1: Yeah, you didn't, all you had was the name. And what kind of, what kind of figures were in that ledger associated with her? It? I mean, it It
0: looked like she was paying, uh, anywhere between 300 and 750 gold pieces, 450, 750 gold pieces to this person.
1: And how often was the transaction being made? Yeah, it looked like it was probably, um...
0: Something been going on for a little while, uh, once a month. You guys only had like one page worth of stuff, so it's yeah. hard to say for sure, but
1: okay.
0: it wasn't like a daily thing or anything like that.
1: Hmm. Well, I think that certainly i sit another day of recon back over there, see if the same people come back. Or see if, see the what same, gonna, like,
3: see if it's the same type of people heading the same direction. Yeah,
1: see same if same the same coffins go out. I mean, just kind of get a check, and then maybe. From, from
3: what you could gather, did they look like they had things in them, like they were pre-filled with things, or did it look like just maybe empty coffins based on like the amount of effort it took to put into the back of those flat wagons?
0: Um, the people moving them were, you know, fairly uh, muscular, so it's mm. hard to tell if they were empty or not. They didn't seem to be struggling with them too much, but they also weren't slight men moving them around either.
1: How well... Protected was the wagon when it
0: left. I mean, uh, the wagon had a driver and one other person on it.
3: That's not to mean that they but, don't have somebody out outside of town to no,
0: yeah, yeah. And they could have picked up with somebody at the west gate to you know, just in town, they didn't seem very well protected. They might have met up or picked up someone at the west gate.
1: Okay, so we're back at the end, everybody's there except. Mephrus is he's he's stay at the library. Yeah, Mephrus is going
2: to be kind of lost in his studies yeah. and thoughts. He'll come back. As That's soon probably as they, best when they throw it him works. out and come back to his to his room and cast spells on himself, <sighs> cast sleep on himself, get a good night's rest, get up in the morning. <laughs> what about Bong? Bong is kind of hanging around. He's doing a lot more drinking than he normally does, but he's kind of wanting to see Baptist at some at a certain point and find out what's going on with everybody else.
1: Baptist will fill him in on his real estate, tell him that, that Baptist to the rip you off. Tell him elf is trying to get a little bit too much money.
2: Yeah, that sounds pretty steep. Bond offers to help you out. He says if you need a carpenter work or whatever, I'll be glad to do it. I need to
1: Yeah, we might get do some demo and just get out there and, you know, stretch our stretch our arms and legs a little bit.
2: Get out there get some sun get a carpenter's apron whistle at girls as they go by yeah
1: well I like the wine though it seems like a pretty uh, seems like a kind, of a kind of place I could fit into pretty easy
0: right. Ball, yeah from Baptist's it? time in the gambling halls he, you think he could fit in pretty well over there probably
1: I mean how did it what was the vibe like compared to some of the places in the great city
0: um yeah, I mean it was a pretty poor district uh you know it, it reminded you of the smoke to a large degree uh you know, people down on their luck, not making a lot of money. It's uh, like there's
1: people doing less than
0: legal things there. There's probably some of that going on, yeah. How right, out in the open was that kind of thing? Yeah, it was pretty quiet. Uh, I mean, it, it certainly wasn't out in the open. It was kept a little more quiet than probably the Great City. Uh, partially because of size, just the town's smaller, so, you know, outright. It, it was easier to be out in the open but not seen in the Great City because of the, sure. the population, versus the smaller town where it's, like, just more obvious.
1: What kind of city guard... Um, you see some come to the Warren,
0: but the focus of the city guard, who are the um, lantern guard, uh, known for their lanterns on, let me find it here. The The guard presence seems heavier in the uh, common area, the high quarter. Uh, they're known as the lantern watch. Uh, that's who enforces the laws on the Silomar. Um, they're known by the distinctive silver painted lanterns they carry on poles during their night watches. So at night they have these painted lanterns. It's
1: kind um, of Mayberry or something. Yeah. Real.
0: Um, they tend to be dressed in studded leather, carry spears and crossbows. So, I mean, they seem a reasonable city watch to keep law and order. Um, All right. But it, occasionally
1: they'll go in the warrens,
0: but. It's not nearly as often as they wander through the common uh quarter and high quarter and the and, and stuff.
1: Well I guess we're sitting around waiting on Vic Seal. Okay.
4: Oh she's there.
1: Okay. Well what's she got to say?
4: Um, you guys talked about a lot of stuff. What did she have to say about what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is she she, she, what's yep. she
1: been doing? Friends.
4: She uh she visited O'Hallahan, Mick Myrie. And touch base with him to see what was going on. Um, he recommended uh, Silas and Buzzquark as uh, young men of uh, of good, good mannered and hardworking young men that would probably fit the disposition of the group that she's been traveling with. Um, when she asked about um, she asked about a possible healer um, that would be willing to work with the group. Um, but he said he would have to get back to her on that. Um, so she didn't solve that. Um did uh I don't know, Jeffrey, did uh did O'Hallahan know anything about um Lantis or Hargan?
0: Um he actually didn't know about either one of them. Okay. Uh he seemed above affairs of trade and stuff like that, so yeah. he actually didn't know about well, either
4: Let's of ask around. Women. Did uh did he have any, did he know anything about Castle White Rock or anything like that as far as um what might be going on in the area
0: he's always happy to spend some tales on the uh castle white rock um the the he he repeated the the rumor about the order of monks that have returned to castle White Rock. They've been there six months a year ago, something like that um they The word is they've established a base camp in the upper ruins of the castle and that they're searching for uh, artifacts um I'm trying to think who no. would know. Um but yeah that's going on um that's probably the biggest rumor that he confirms there's tales of the castle being haunted uh, you know, he's got a whole scattering of tales. The, the castle ruins are haunted, uh, unquiet spirits of an old adventuring band, you know, stalk those dungeons for sure. Many have lost their lives there. Uh, no good can, can, come from castle white rock. Uh, he thinks those monks will turn up something that'll, you know, either cause the monks trouble or unearth something that's, you know, some great power that'll turn against them. He's skeptical of anyone messing around too much over castle
1: white rock. Uh, what what's the deal with the monks I mean, are they just a little bit more about
0: them um Any, when you guys are talking about some of the castle white rock stuff a uh, lady Shantessa, the silver haired attractive silver haired woman uh wanders by the table and uh says you guys curious about castle white rock i I thought I overheard you talking about the the monks out of the out of the castle
1: certainly could be Yeah, we. We've heard some stories, and we're just curious. Uh,
0: the rumors say it's the Order of the Dawning Sun has returned. Uh, there was a... They they were inhabitants of the castle long, long ago. They used to maintain a ancient library uh, at the castle, um, and they fought back numerous attacks from the creatures of the mountains and beasts from, from underneath the, the castle. Uh, the r- rumors were they had it... Uh, an ancient library called Halls of the Forgotten Lore deep within the Castle Right Rock. Uh, and finally, one of the assaults from the mountains of the creatures overwhelmed the monks, and they all perished. And that the location of the Halls of uh, Forgotten Lore has, has been lost to time. Uh, they say the folks out there now are seeking to find those halls and artifacts of that hall. Um, and I'm always curious in, in information and Tomes and artifacts that, that come from the castle. I have a bit of a passing curiosity with the place myself. In fact, I offer award money for any books uh, that you were to bring me from the castle.
1: Do you have any books that anyone has brought to you so far?
0: Mm, and no one has actually uncovered any books. People have brought me some little trinkets and um, holy symbols of the Order of the Dawning Sun uh, occasionally. Uh, and, and that's really about all that I've had returned to me thus far <clears throat>
3: couple, What couple kind of, kind of pay are we talking about for these books
0: depends on how valuable the book is I mean the Order of the Dawning Sun uh, uh you know I give those people three gold pieces they're happy I get a trinket uh for the right books the, depending on what information is within uh eh, I could pay upwards of 25-30 gold
1: for a book can we see what you have now
0: um she brings out a, uh, she says, she agrees to that, and she disappears for a moment and comes back. And uh, she has a, uh, like, a holy symbol, a, a, a symbol uh, from the Order of the Dawning Sun. And it's really just sort of a mountainous uh, carving made out of, like, pewter or silver or something like that. Silver with uh, a sun coming up from behind the mountains uh, looks to be their symbol um she has a book with her it looks old it looks water stained uh but the topic looks relatively benign looks like uh the, uh, the fauna of the you know uh, of the, the mountain range you're in uh it's old water stained but it doesn't seem to have any real
1: knowledge beyond the-, okay. the science has she heard of hargus or atlantis does she know who they are
0: and she thinks for a minute, and she goes, I'm not familiar with Lantis Hargis. Um, I don't think I've I, I, maybe he's passed through here once before, uh, a merchant of some sort. I, I don't know much much about him, though. He's not a frequent customer by any means.
1: But but you think he stayed here? I don't think he stayed here.
0: I think he was just in the, the okay. common room one night uh, when Bree
1: was singing. Would you remember, me, remember him if you saw him? Yeah, uh, I have a pretty good eye for people. If he if he were to come back in, you'd point him out to us, right?
0: Uh, I could do that. You looking for him for something? You guys don't look like the merchant types.
1: We're businessmen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're uh we know people back in the great city that he knows, and we just thought we'd if we cross paths with him, it'd be it'd be nice to get to say hello.
0: Well, I will let you know if he passes through this way. Can Sinek come in at this point?
2: Yep, that'd be a perfect time. All right. He that's sees, him. He sees the holy <laughs>
1: That's Hargus right there.
2: He get sees him. the symbol of the order of the get dawning down. sun and he comes over immediately like, What is that? What did you get that? Uh,
0: Several of the local adventurers know I offer money for trinkets they bring back from the Castle White Rock while they go after searches of great riches, Uh, but one of them brought it back to me. They said it came from the ruins of Castle White Rock.
2: But you don't know what it is?
0: Uh, It's supposedly the symbol of one of the order of monks that used to inhabit the place years and years ago, and it supposedly moved back in.
2: Do you know anything about those
0: monks? They were seekers and collectors of great knowledge like for good or for ill for knowledge of either sort they sought to protect all knowledge good and ill who are you may I ask oh, so, oh. she seems distracted from the table
2: Senek McSinnon is my name uh, I'm passing through something's really out of kilter I'm supposed Did to you fix. know anything about this trinket no but it drew me over here from the other side of the room he kind of looks like, what kind of impression does he get of it? Does he have any kind of?
0: Um, it's made of silver, actual silver. Seems to be finely crafted. Um, seems to be relatively old. Um, sort of heavy in the hand. Um, as far as feeling, it's it. Are sort of a neutral order, who mainly sought to collect knowledge, neither for good or or ill. More protectors of information.
2: Would cynics, uh, druidic order, would they have any kind of knowledge of this monastic order?
0: Um, they probably passing. There was a fairly, it was a fairly predominant monk order it, it back in the day. Uh, so yeah, it certainly would have some knowledge of the order. So are these like
2: kung fu monks or Christian monks?
0: Um, more like uh, Christian monks. Okay. Who apparently seemed to seek out, gather knowledge, and protect knowledge, with is sort of, I'm trying to think of the best description, um, mainly to preserve it for time. Uh, they were less concerned with the evil and good and just protecting the information, making sure it existed. Okay. So, but they didn't really use the information themselves for good or ill. They just gathered knowledge and supposedly put it deep within Castle White Rock in the uh, Halls of Forgotten Lore.
2: Okay,
1: cynic thanks her for her time and pardons himself for the interruption. Back some nudge, Bong, and say, like, take a look at that nudge, job." This is a deal. <laughs> kind of a... Bong just kind of, like, shakes his head. And
2: cynic uh, at that point, reaches in a bag and pulls out a little stone and says, Ah, oh, I, I thought as much. I thought so. And he puts it back in there and says, Do you mind if I sit down?
4: <laughs> Silas uh, reaches up and says, uh, "No, you should join us."
2: Oh, thank you. And so he pulls up a chair or a stool or whatever is nearby. <laughs> is
4: "Silas, by the way, is he's sitting nearby Vixila and seems somewhat. Uh, I wouldn't say like he's not like fawning over her like Jargon was
3: over the redhead previous oh. evening, but." <laughs> <laughs> she is something special. We don't speak ill of her. <laughs> <laughs> is she back tonight?
4: But uh, but Silas obviously holds Vixila in some strange sort of reverence.
1: Well, Buzzquark will lean over to Cynic and say, "You mentioned that something drew you here. You feel like something is out of kilter. What do you mean by that?" I I don't know exactly.
2: I was just got a strong impression that I was supposed to come here and that I was supposed to set things to right.
1: Come, where'd you come from
2: uh the nearest forest, wherever that is
4: <laughs> Oh that's probably exactly what he says <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're one of those you're one of those kinds huh uh, forest people I guess I'm not sure what you mean, but <clears throat> well, you're not from town oh no well, there's some weird stuff going on up there at Castle White Rock that's for sure. what kind of weird stuff? It's haunted. That's kind of weird. That's real weird. Weird thing about going up there and seeing what we can see. Something we do around here is go up there and, you know, mess around with some ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> throw throw,
4: throw yeah. old rot over. I would assume by this point that if we've been, um, if it's been several days, our group, like the, the elder statesman of the group, if you will, have probably, like, discussed some of the rumors around White Rock and said, you know, maybe it's worth looking into. Um, if if Baptists and Methodists are still occasionally discussing um, Leotard, you know, Vixila um, is definitely, you know, urging the feeling that we need to find some advantages over her, you know, some more magic and some possibly some powerful items to help us conquer her because she's yeah, obviously – sure pretty strong so if we've been having those conversations like she'll definitely kind of play into like whenever somebody's like yeah we've been thinking about going up there like she's like oh yeah rumors of treasure and well yeah I mean I know, agree definitely I think is, into that.
1: you know the book side of it I think we should do some um, you know recall on it and see what's up there but do we want to pursue that angle or do we want to look into this coffin maker a little bit further
2: yeah why don't we let the el- the elder statesman check out the uh coffin maker and then we send the other fellows to see what's going on up at white rock does that yeah sound we good? can do that
1: um is cookie no any- does he know who hargus is
0: no he does not he looks
1: hungry though he looks hungry
4: vixila look, give him a sweet biscuit is
1: smiles. is brianna at the uh, nine. she's been a
0: regular, so you assume she'll be there in the evening. Yeah, she, she tends she to March. regular play. Um, she does seem to know who he is. Says that he's a uh, tall, slender man with short brown hair, got a sort of a awkward laugh. Um, he doesn't come in here very often. Uh, probably only every other month or so. Um, she doesn't know much about him. Thinks he's a merchant or trader or importer exporter or something like that. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, I think Jargon could follow could scope out the coffin maker a little bit more. Baptist and Bong will work on some plans and maybe follow that wagon out of town and the the other group could go up and see the castle. Okay. Does it sound good to everybody else. Sounds good meet. to mean is Vic Sealer gonna go to the castle
4: uh stay behind and work with Jargon um to find out more about this Mortimer fellow.
1: Okay. Why don't we try a more direct
2: approach, to so, Mortimer? Just go talk to him? I mean confront him like Well, I mean we could talk to him politely at first and if he doesn't tell us what we want to know we could we could punch him put, him. push him around and like just hold him
3: hostage and go through all their junk until we find what we want to know. He, he does have a hitch in his step. I can't imagine that he's gonna to be too tough to take down. I'm thinking more of the muscular dudes that are working for him. Like my only concern would be that if if we do something, we might miss
1: a Hargis altogether. I mean, if... if <clears throat> you know, I'd like to maybe just wait on Hargis to show back up, and I'd rather rough him up.
2: Yeah,
3: we could do that. I mean, either way. We could go in and ask just some questions or whatever, you know. It doesn't really match up, though. Like, the thing that I keep thinking over and over again is, why would Hargis, a guy who has business with the Undertaker, be in Leota's books?
1: Well, I think there, there's something else going on. I agree. But I mean, we can take that kind of slow and just wait on him. She's got some cash flow going, coming do in. Do the somehow. recon, see if he's got, if he's if he's got the same if it's the same people going to Mortimer's every day, and doing business. I mean, that's going to be weird because you don't go to a don't need a coffin maker every day, you know. So we could, if that if, if that's the case, and it's the same people, we could just follow them and see what's going on inside the city. Well,
3: also, if if we were to purchase part of his business, we would probably be able to keep him employed before too long in this city. I mean, given our history, we have a tendency to want to put people on the ground.
1: <laughs> it's gone so well for
2: us. It's one of the fringe benefits of working for Bond. We'll bury you if you die.
1: Baptist Pap- Pap- yes, is die. willing to take a different approach a more
3: methodical approach. A more diplomatic approach? Yeah, let's well, just scoop it out uh, then. until it, until time comes. I mean, when the, if the time comes where we have to, like, start fighting with force, then it's going to come. But I don't think that, like, starting off the bat, just roughing up one of the townspeople is going to really win us much favor with the rest of the town. No, I agree. Uh, Yeah, this I town agree. is
2: considerably smaller than the great city, D Two, even though it's a pretty big town. But Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I'm sure word would get around quickly, and I'm pretty sure we'd either get attacked by everybody else or just shuffled out and without any chance of anything. Plus, Vixila, I mean, we have yet to meet her parents. Yeah, we need to
1: go over there <laughs> for dinner. I think, I think the, oh, the elder statesmen need to go for dinner. She might be able and to go to though. the castle and they can go and just sit down. And
4: They're just, they're just humble. Just I mean, we behave in us. Just a humble rope making family, but yeah, I mean she she'll Baptist, she'll set that up,
1: Baptists look at her and we are behaving ourselves. what She's, she town like three days and nobody's gotten killed.
4: That's very true, that's incredibly so. true. Just don't start with my family
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm I'm, what I'm saying is this is we're, we're starting a new life here. It'd be nice to meet the folks <laughs> get a home cooked
4: meal, oh. She will She will arrange that for certain.
1: Sounds, sounds
4: just delightful. Delightful.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you've got some people that are going to stake out the uh, coffee maker, and you have a new group of people that are planning on heading out to Castle White Rock to see what's going on out there with the hauntings and Order of the Monks and stuff. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes.
1: Did we meet
3: Adam? We did Cameron? not. So, no, <laughs> he hasn't been worked in, but he could be. Probably pretty easily thrown in there. He's He was a corn farmer. <laughs> I don't know how that would be easy, but uh, I'll just kind of lay that out there.
1: He's probably sitting in there drinking. Well, I'll tell
3: you, he, that could be a very, possi- very big possibility. He was outcast by his family because his brother attacked him in the cornfields during a drought, and he got really angry, and when magic surged out of his body, he killed the entire crop. So he's been kind of... Mm. He's been kind of outcast. Uh, he's about five foot tall. Maybe you could have come
2: to town with Cynic Sannon.
1: You could have done that, yeah. It sounds like they would have befriended each other, a couple of weirdos. Yeah. He, well, he
3: yeah, they like just he found him in the forest. He's like, you look fun. He wears robes. The front of his robes are shorter than the back of his robes, so he almost has a train because of how short he is. Just saying. So it's almost like a wedding dress that he's walking around in. Oh
1: my
3: god, He's like a three-quarter or something. <laughs> I thought about that. I'm like, what else can I do to make this guy kind of weird? The new race while he was in town, though. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll shoot you a message there, Jeffrey. I gotta get a verification from you on his, uh, okay. his one mercurial effect, but we can continue on with everything else.
1: So he okay. came in with Cynic, so Cynic can wave him over his wave, his weirdo friend. myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Cynic does that, he seems very forward. Buzz Quark is friendly,
1: he likes to talk to people okay, okay. Sonic Buzzquark
0: She's is got, Buzzquark is fat the Sinek fat guy. guy you got what? Shabbit Buzzquark Silas and Sonic my son so the four people that are planning on heading out to Castle White Rock do you got anything you want to take care of before you head out any plans
2: uh Sinek could not use some supplies he has like nothing if there's anybody
4: if they could spare torches and rope so Vixila can probably get us as much rope as we want since yeah.
1: she, gets, she gets a discount yeah. Family discount well, Baptist, Baptist sees All the rope you could use Baptist sees that Buzzquark could be helpful so Vixila's looking to take Buzzquark, take him and outfit him with some
4: stuff and get him set up
0: So if you guys wanna tweak those guys a bit with some of the
4: loans from uh, Yeah, Vixila's gonna loan Silas some coin too to, to, to get
1: geared up. That just tells buzz quirk that he works for him now. <laughs> when you come back, you better bring some, some nice stuff back with you. buzz quirk is confident.
0: So, Castle's about, oh, a day away from town. Uh, how are you guys planning on going to take off next the next morning after you guys get outfitted? A couple days, take off one of the mornings and head out? Or...
4: That sounds like a pretty good plan. Uh, next
0: yeah, that morning sounds good. Okay. Um, so one morning you guys wake up. The four people have banded together to head out, uh, gather their bags, get a good morning's breakfast. Uh, Lady Shantessa is there to see you guys off. Um, she wishes you well. She reminds you of her offer that you find, you know, trinkets, books. She's uh, willing to pay for them. Uh, she'll be curious to see what you come back with if you come back. And you guys head out. Um, it's a sort of a well-trodden path that direction. There's a fair amount of people that try to uh, that make their money from out there. Not all return. Um, and as you go, the clouds darken in the sky. Uh, wind picks up a bit. And then by late afternoon, you see off in the distance a... Let me draw this real quick. And, okay, so you see ahead of you, off in the distance, sort of a rocky little place, and then it sort of stands, down, and you see a tower,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then there's a little trail that, like, leads down, and then down here is, looks like, a crater that's been filled with water, and possibly the remains of the castle so what you're seeing here is like off in the distance you're still like you know 500 yards 600 yards away you see a tower that stands up on the edge of this little crater that dips down and inside the crater it looks like it's filled with water like a lake has come washing in And it looks like it's hard to tell from this vantage point but from what you've heard but people know the castle itself sits down in this uh, on the edge of this crater that's dry land. It looks like the trail goes down, and it probably actually cuts into the rock wall a little bit through a tunnel, and then it opens up into the castle. So the castle's almost perched on the side of this crater. Part of it's flooded, buried underwater, and there's this tower that, that sticks up on the edge of the crater. And I'm assuming, about
4: five, 600 yards away. I'm assuming that Vixila gave um, the group the map. The map? Yeah, didn't we have a map?
0: So you guys gonna go back to town? No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, that's fine.
1: How big is this crater? Is that? I it the,
0: it's big,
4: uh, very big.
0: Um,
4: I, I, from from what I remember, that map didn't really make much damn sense of anything. I feel like we would have no, to let me see if I can be somewhere to make any sense of it. Is it that, that, that map?
1: I remember that. Yep.
4: That didn't make any sense. Which so... Map How do you remember that, but you don't remember the characters that you had in the I remember kid? this thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember so, this thing, too.
1: Not making any sense. You can sort of see the tower <laughs> you guys are seeing up there
0: uh, at the top middle of the map. Oh, There's a the little tower. Except you guys are... We're looking at it from the opposite side of what you guys are at. Okay. Like,
1: you guys are like... Oh, I got it. it. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, so, crap. So... <laughs> Okay, is this so it's dark? starting to make a little more sense. This now. is the Rube Goldberg machine. There's some stairs, some shafts. What's that language? You do not know.
3: Oh, I've got so comprehend language. Language, scenic. Oh no, I don't. Never mind. Let's speak
0: language. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, That's almost <laughs> like the detect versus dispel magic
3: thing. Oh, I've got the. Oh, never mind. No, I've got the <laughs> control question. <scratching> that. <laughs> that one. <else>. <laughs> 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 that's kind of like. That's kind of like. Actually, I do have
2: Runic Alphabet. What does it do? I don't even know what that does. It does work. Things. It's one of those spells that you might not
4: use that much. Does, uh, did did uh, Shabbat get a bunch of like crappy common items so that he can cast Magic Missile over and over and over and over again?
3: I'm muted. I'm sitting there, like starting to talk. I'm like, I oh, don't know what he's saying anything. He does have magic muscle, yeah. Awesome. Um, but what you guys will see his mercurial effect is that it's a, uh, it's a common or a uh, material magic. So he has to use and consume uh, a common object as a result of the roll. So and spell component he has no, he has a, a satchel of thimbles <laughs> that he, he's going to pull out when he gets ready to cast, and he'll put one on his finger, and then he'll cast his magic muscle. Nice. Man, so you just can't because. swallow when he gets, a thimble every time he casts it. No, he just he just has to hold he has to hold onto it, and then that thing will just kind of like burn out of his yeah. hand when he casts it. That's the additional cost. Um, thimble man, that's so. That's will We went
1: to a spot on the far side of the crater and tell him that's where he and. Vixila's sister used to sneak off and make out. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty proud of that. <laughs> don't don't mention that to her. Don't say anything to Vic it's she's kind of scary.
0: So ahead you see what looks to be a trail leads across and then dips down, switchbacks down the side of the crater, and a tower sits over top. And it's early evening darkness is approaching, and it's Man. heavy cloud cover. Is there
2: anything we could use for shelter?
0: Um, there appears to be, not really a shelter, but a makeshift campfire ring, uh, you know, 15, 20 yards off the trail. It looks like other
2: folks have camped in the past. And how much further is it to the castle proper? Oh, like 500 yards or so. Okay, so we're pretty close. How exhausted we... are we from our travels?
0: I mean, it was a long day, long walk. Uh, we're coming up to this spot right
1: here.
0: You guys are on the same level as the tower at the moment. You're up. Uh, so here, let me draw. So hold on, let me think. So like here's this is a different view, but there's a tower, and then you guys are like approaching from this direction, and then there's probably the ruins are somewhere under here. Like,
1: okay, okay, we're, we're,
0: like, we're, there's a trail that top. comes down, okay. and you would think there's actually some ruined courtyard out in the open down below, uh, but you're sort of coming from that side.
4: As, as we approach, um, Silas wants to look and see if there's any tracks.
0: Um, there are various tracks. There are, uh, cart tracks that lead up to pretty much about where you guys are at, up ahead where the trail starts to switch back down. It gets a lot narrower. Um, it looks like it would only be just wide enough for a cart if someone was really careful um, and there are some booted prints around uh there's a prints of like coyotes or something like that that you can see about various wildlife so yeah there's a there's a various array of prints and whatnot in the dirt trail
4: so it's definitely not
0: abandoned hmm. it doesn't appear to be abandoned either it's been adventures heading out frequently. Uh, or it could be that, you know, the order of monks have uh, are there possibly moved more? into the upper reaches of the... What kind of trails
2: lead to the tower?
0: There is no trail that leads to the tower. And it's sort of a rocky, talist, uh bouldery approach to the tower. Mm. But the trail leads forward a little bit more and then begins to switch back down the side of the crater.
2: The tower or down?
4: That's a tough one. Um... Does it does it look like there's any easy way to get into the tower? Like, do we see a, a portal of any type, like, to get into the tower from the ground level?
0: You do not see a portal of any type.
4: What about windows
0: or anything higher up? Windows, pretty high up, but the tower is relatively
4: tall. Um, oh,
3: man.
4: Yeah, I feel like we should avoid climbing, because that's yeah, a quick way to end this party. No climbing.
3: Well, ruins it in.
0: So then the question becomes, it's getting close to dark. Do you want to head down that way now, or camp and then head down? One
3: of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations, though. Most likely, yes. Uh,
2: <clears throat> realistically, the safest thing would probably draw back some and make camp further away.
4: Yeah, that would be that would be the wiser idea. Well, I was thinking, like and say we camp.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that that's
4: a good the, idea. That leaves this group at okay. a really good spot to pick up yeah. next time. Yep. Uh, and then we can go back to town and maybe do some more with the, if we want to, with the yeah, mortician. Yeah, like that. that's a good idea.
0: So you guys can back off. I mean, there's still enough light to back off you know, your first-level adventures, and you're able to find what you think is Let's a somewhat secured place to camp uh, far enough away from the tower, off the main beaten path, that you're feeling pretty comfortable with where you find.
4: Yeah, I'm sure between Silas the Scout and the Druid that we could probably find a pretty safe place yeah. to that
1: Yeah, yeah. The Druid probably wants us to sleep in a tree or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Druid makes up a bed of rocks for the bed, and, like, just, ah,
4: oh, yeah, Perfect. <laughs>
3: Shabbat calls him a weirdo.
1: (laughs) Actually, he has a very nice sleeping bag. (laughs) It's a cola. Yeah, it's a a real fancy when He got Mario. (laughs) (laughs) It costs a thousand dollars.
3: It's got like a little head dome. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the reason he doesn't have anything else. He bought that. He's got a cup. Hold so
1: Shabbat,
0: Buzzquark, Silas, and Sonic <laughs> Max, find uh, a spot to camp a short distance away from the castle ruins, uh, all prepared to get a good night's rest and tackle the 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 ruins the next day. So then we'll cut back <clears throat> to Silamar, where we still have Vixila, Baptist, Methodist, uh, Jargon. Jargon's um, out on a trail
3: right now. He's trailing.
0: Okay, so were you going to... Who's doing that? Who? So the plan was go back to the, the watch the coffee maker and follow one of the cargo?
2: If we're going to follow them and, and accost them in some way we need to carry more than just one. We need to plan he on He wasn't
1: it. I on thought the fact
2: and Jargon
3: is going to single-handedly stop the yep. wagon train. And yeah, he he uh, he says, "Don't worry, guys, I got this one." Then just goes off. No, he he was just wanting to follow to see where they're going. He wanted to get a feel for the trade route. And then when the next one departs, if it's the well, same type the of same order, right? yeah, um, there,
0: there's an, there's some of them that are the same. There's multiple customers to the place. Um, some seem to show up, you know, once a week. Uh, some are there more like once every other day. Uh, over time, he learns that some of the wagons are just carting it over into the high quarter to a, a mortuary, uh, you know, a funeral parlor or something like that. Um, some of the wagons head towards the west gate, meet up with other caravans, and of travel as a small group. So, not all carrying coffins, but, like, you know, three or four wagons with some guards. Some of the wagons are carrying, you know, straight timber planks. Some are carrying oars and stuff that have been mined out of the mountains. Um, And and then head out the west gate. And a a few even head out the, the, what is it, south? Some even head out the Gate of Sorrows there uh, to the east. So, some head out Kingsgate northwest, and some head out Gate of Sorrows. Which way is towards the Great City? Uh King's Gate is towards the Great City. Okay. And um, Gate of Sorrows is towards Castle White Rock, but to get to the Castle White Rock the the main road that heads that way, after about two hours you peel off the main road to take a lesser used track to the to the ruins. Okay. If that makes sense.
3: You mean more toward the direction of the ruins? Yes, as in, not that's not going to be like their final stop
0: correct, correct like the well, the wagons are presumably going to another town east of here, another city east of here. when you guys went to the ruins, the four you guys traveled the same road for about two hours, but then mm-hmm. turned off on a lesser used track to get to the ruins. The wagons and caravans don't do that they stay on the main road we,
3: we may have covered this, but i I just I, uh, honestly, I just don't remember even the, the session, so when they get done constructing them, Do the flat wagons that are going to carry these coffins, are they loaded up outside, as in we can watch almost the entire construction process, or are they loaded up inside of closed doors and then released?
0: Um, Some are loaded out front, and some are loaded pulled into uh, the carpentry area and the carpentry stops and are loaded up. So different people pick up different ways. And sometimes people even come up and just buy one coffin and head off. But they usually have like a goat, you know, a smaller, like a lot of the ones that look like they're long distance have, you know, big draft horses and big sturdy carts. Is there
1: anything coming
0: in? They get get supplies of wood, um, uh, you know, during the day. They get shipments of, you know, planks, timber, wood uh, to form the coffins from. um, And that's what you see during
3: the day. Well, I'm assuming that by this point we probably would have been able to maybe watch them by night. Does anything come in by night?
0: Um, if you watch at night, um, it, does, it, it doesn't happen every night, but on an occasional night, a wagon comes in um, from the Gate of Sorrow side, uh, comes in, pulls up to the coffin shop, uh, pulls into the where the carpentry area is. Um, it's a covered wagon. Comes in, stays inside the carpenter side for 30 minutes, and then it wheels back out uh, from the car- from the coffin shop.
2: Can we tell what it's carrying?
0: You can't. It's uh, um, it's a covered wagon. But more like it's got like a canvas tarp thrown over the back. So whatever it is, it's not tall. Or, or high in height The sides of the wagon are probably three feet tall
3: What uh, what what city is out The Gate of Sorrows in that direction
0: An undefined city
1: Well that's promising But there were tracks up at the castle Wagon tracks Yeah that's true I think they're bringing something out of the castle They're bringing it in you, we,
3: I mean, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily know that Because the other group is there Who sees it when it comes in at night
0: Whoever's watching it probably Jargon and whoever if anyone else is hanging out is with them. So yeah, Baptist and Jargon.
2: Who's um who's at the shop?
0: Uh, they're probably splitting a fifth of whiskey while they watch the shop.
3: Very likely. Although Jargon's, you know, <laughs> lamenting over the fact that he's not currently at Slumbering yeah, Is there anybody I'm there? Not. Does
1: anybody stay behind? Yeah, is the... it Mortimer? Is the work crew there? Who's there?
3: Uh Looks like
0: uh, two workers help uh, get the gate, get the doors open to the 'cause because the workshop area has like two large doors, open like barn door things. When they leave. Um, you don't. Are, are you gonna watch the whole time?
3: Yeah, I think one of the nights we'll have to stay, like or a few of the nights we'll probably stay watching the entire night.
0: Yeah. Um, you see. You see two guys open the front doors, and you see them, and this that the wagon, when it shows up at night, probably rolls in at, like, midnight, 1 a.m., something like that. It leaves, you know, 30 minutes later, and then you see the guys that were there, uh, one of the guys that was there leave, um, you know, at, like, 5 in the morning, something like that. But then by 6, the other guys that build the coffins are showing up.
1: So they always have somewhere there. there. What was that? There's only about an hour between 5 and 6 when there's nobody there.
0: That you know of. There's possibly someone that just isn't visible. I'm guessing they got somebody there.
1: Okay, before... Did, did Mortimer leave? Mortimer comes and
0: goes. He's before there some during the a day. Gone. He's not there all the time. It's the workers that are there the
1: most. How much time between the end of the workers' day and the beginning and when the wagon shows up? Is there any any activity then?
0: It seems to be quieter at that time, though on some nights it seems like more of the workers hang out than others, and it seems to be coordinated with nights that one of the wagons shows up. So on some nights you see people lock up, close to place, uh, you know, 5 o'clock, whistle blows, they leave, the workers straggle out. But then on the nights where a wagon shows up, it seems like more of the workers hang out, stick around.
1: Okay, and when the wagon ship. Go ahead. How how um, how many people are on the wagon when it shows up? Uh, two. So what about catching the wagon on the way into town? If we went outside outside of town instead an ambush, and caught that's the an, wagon.
3: That's an option. I, I um. Yeah, I mean I've, I've seen it's an option. Yeah, I, I don't. The least. I don't know about if that would ruffle some tail feathers a little too soon yet. Yeah.
2: Well, if we're going to do that, I would suggest that we coordinate with everybody so we can plan.
3: Plan, like, replacement drivers and stuff? Well,
2: just, I figure that sort of thing might need more people.
3: It might. I mean, we well, can at least get a schedule down.
2: Because if we start messing Does with them, if we don't find out what we want to know the first time, we're going to screw ourselves up. So we got yeah. we got to make sure it works, whatever we're, we
1: find out what we need to know. Does it seem to be the same drivers of the wagon every time, or is it different people?
0: Seems to be the same drivers, but not the same one each time. Probably two sets of drivers. So one time it's one driver, next time it's another. Sometimes it's two, twice the same driver in a row. But it seems to be a smaller group of people that are drivers.
1: Well, they're definitely bringing something in. Yeah. And the question is, how soon do we want to get in there and, you know, confront them?
2: Well, here's the thing. What's going to happen if we go in and find out?
1: Nothing, really. If we
3: get caught and we just... Plead, uh, plead
2: stupid. Well, man, uh, Bong or whoever could go in and say, hey, I'm looking to buy some coffins and just start asking yeah, around mean, and start...
4: You mean just going in under legitimate?
2: Yeah, just start asking questions yeah. and, you know... So can you distracting, to get to see the process? That or distracting people so Baptists and jargon could look through ledgers and uh, papers or whatever or sneak around and find out what else is in there. Just generally be a distraction. Well,
1: here's, here's the other thing. Maybe... Well, one of the workers because this guy seems to be kind of a jerk.
2: Yeah, we can but follow maybe
1: the workers off. might if we followed them off. I mean, they probably yeah. go to some some tavern and drink. I mean, that might be the place to lose
4: lips. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know,
1: you're working I think, for this taskmaster. What you know? Yeah. kind of. I think that's the safe bet.
3: I think having some deeper pockets and like yeah. tossing some coin would be the better yeah. way to get some. buy a bunch of drinks and get
1: them drunk and and ask them what's going on over there. They're gonna talk. I bet. Yeah, I see that. So we'll try okay. to we'll try to watch, see if there's a couple that seem to you know, take more mortemers wrath or seem more disgruntled and maybe follow them to whatever water and hole they go to at the end of the day and just okay. befriend them. You um
0: you see one of the men uh, that you, look, you think is a a decent candidate. It gets you know five five fifteen. They close up the shop. He sort of wanders off. Uh, he actually heads uh, uh, to the Warrens. Uh, seems to be headed towards the Drunken Minotaur. Uh, he wanders in the Drunken Minotaur, and it the place is alive now. I mean, it was you had folks were drinking in the morning pretty early, but now it's it's got minstrels in there and it's got people singing and people are having a, a generally a good time. It's like the uh, after 5 o'clock blue collar crowd they're having a grand time um, and you see this man go in there uh, and he sidles up to the bar orders himself a drink and he seems content just to you know, work on his drink up at the bar
4: well, we shouldn't all approach him at once. No,
1: that's what I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can we buy you a drink? He'll be the best candidate. Vic Sailor or balling, I'm guessing.
4: No, I'm thinking Jarkin. Jarkin's such a likable fellow. Yeah, Jarkin will do it. He'll play it up to the bar.
3: So Jargon saddles up to seat. the bar. He'll just kind of nonchalantly order a, a drink and see if this guy next to him now is in need of one. He'll sit there and order one for his, his newfound friend.
0: Uh, I'm not interested, little man. In the drink? In uh, you.
3: He just kind of looks at him. It's like, it's free beer.
0: Uh, I, I don't want to have to pay for it the way you're expecting.
3: No. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to hire your services, man. I'm just trying to. <laughs> trying to <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, what is this guy insinuating? Yeah. He, apparently all athletes have different uh, orientations according to this fellow. He's, he's going to just look him straight in the eye and he's like, I'm not hiring you for that service, man. No offense. You're not my type.
0: What's the drink for, then? It's not often a guy buys another guy a drink.
3: For the hell of it. Most people where I come from just say thank you and take the drink. Mm. I'm not one of your people. Clearly. Shoot, shoot him a bird, Jargon. What's that? Shoot him a bird. That's a a shoot signal. him a
4: bird. Yeah. yeah. Vixila will, will kind of saunter over there and kind of hit Jargon out of the way and be like, get lost, little man. He's not interested in your type. Oh, I was hoping she would, like, come over and rub his chest or something. <laughs> 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 she, 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 rubs his, uh, she rubs his arm lightly and <laughs> <laughs> says, well, if the if the little guy can't buy you a drink, maybe I could buy you one.
0: Yeah, oh, then now we're talking. See, little man?
3: Jargon's going to slam two gold on the bar and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Ball's cracking his knuckles. Uh, so Vixila Vic will buy him another beer. With the uh, two golden sludge jargon slurs, we'll kind of <laughs> <laughs> pick it up, and slide it over.
1: <laughs> uh, Baptist is going to lean over to Bong to tell tell Bong that Baptist is going to be waiting around in the alley. If you need to lead this guy out of here, I'll be over there waiting for you. All
2: right, well, Baptist, hope, will step out. And so, well, hopefully, Vic is going to lead him out of the alley, and I'll be right behind them so so where are we yeah, at
4: what, what tavern are we at uh the minotaur this is uh, a. Okay. okay. the warren so we're in the warrens yes um, yep. in the Warren, silas is home so yeah I mean Vixila will turn on her charm again she's not a. she's certainly not hideous to look at she's not like the most charming person ever but she's still feminine so
0: why does everybody want to buy me drinks tonight
4: first little man and you you guys got some racket going no no racket and she'll she'll kind of kick back and just be like, I just got back in town. Um, I know Michael. You know you know that, and she'll be like, you know that thing with his kid a little while back. I, I heard something. Kid got lost, fell down a well or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he got lost. Like I was with the party that helped go out and look for him. So I stopped by here every once in a while and just get a drink. And oh, this is a good place. I like all the. I like when he closes it down after hours and lets all the bards tell their tales and the rogues come out.
2: Yeah, it's, it's got times.
0: some of the finest entertainment. Go with your drink.
4: That's right. It's good entertainment. I could just tell that that little fellow was making you uncomfortable, so I just thought I'd get a, give you a get-out-of-jail-free card.
0: No, I'm not used to guys coming up to me offering to buy me drinks. Yeah, it's kind of strange. At first, I thought, who let the kid in the bar?
3: From the shadow, jargon is gonna be flipping on the bird. Like they have no
4: clue who he's doing it, but he's just straight up. Um. So yeah, she buys him the one drink. Does he? um She's kind of playing it cool, like she doesn't want to really like press. Just wants to see, like, if she can kind of gauge his interest, if you will. Uh,
0: he's he 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 accepts this drink. Uh, but he seems the quiet sort, or at least cool sort. Yeah, uh, he looks tired. Yeah, uh, you know,
2: what else is going on? Is there any gambling or something going on right here while this is happening? Yeah,
0: I mean, there's some gambling going on in the hall. A lot of the tensions on the the minstrels, the bards singing, uh, telling their tales. Some are telling stories and some, you know, do a little routine of jokes. But, I mean, there's some card games going on, some people throwing dice.
2: Uh, Bong's going to get in on a dice game while keeping a close eye on what's going on between Vic (laughs) Sila and... Some some (laughs) clacking. What's that? Some
1: clackety. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Bong sits down, gets in on a dice game. Uh, They're throwing... Funny-shaped dice on the table. Uh, very set of rules. We can do a luck check to see how much you end up making. So if cool, um, under your luck
4: is Bixila. you're throwing me off my flow, Matt. Can't be doing that. I'm sorry. I was just getting ready to cause a distraction if I needed to. Um, <clears throat> Bixila will, is if my cow is there... If the Tavern Master is there, mm-hmm. um, she'll try to strike up a conversation with him okay. and kind of lead him to strike up a conversation with this guy and, like, get out his name and what he does and – you know what I'm saying? Like, basically she's – and I mean since since those two know each other and she was involved with kind of helping get his kid back, I'm assuming they have at least somewhat of a rapport since he's kind of a little bit of a shady fellow, she'll kind of pass him some extra coin, um, which he orders the next round. Okay. And um, say something like, well, tell me what you know about my friend over here. He's been kind of quiet tonight, but just kind of try to make it a three way conversation so that, like, the barkeep is the one asking the questions. And okay. Uh, so she doesn't seem so suspicious.
0: Okay. Then um, you slip, her, slip him extra coin for this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh so you start this conversation, he sticks around and he says, Oh, Aldrick, he's the quiet sort, he doesn't talk much. He's tired after work and he just comes in and enjoy the music.
4: What kind of work do you do? Uh I I build things. They build things. She'll she'll bring up like her parents, you know, I used to work in my father's rope making uh Shop and he's like, "Do you know about our shop?" Ask him. Oh to yeah, about. I've bought some rope from there before. Yeah, yeah. I used to work in there until he it got broke. ill. It's shoddy It bro. broke. It broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he got ill, and that's that's kind of why I've been out adventuring and stuff, trying to make money for the family.
0: Uh, that's a shame.
4: So, what type of stuff do you make? Do you, you like to work with your hands? I do. <laughs> got strong hands I do <laughs> <laughs> what
3: is it with well, uh, you know what just keep going man just go good
4: it <laughs> you're doing great should kind of lean back and stretch and be like yeah you know since I got back here I don't know I've been thinking about maybe settling down a little bit <sighs> opening up a rope shop of my own
0: um, maybe get more consistent work out of it.
4: Probably. Out of the alley whenever you're ready. I don't even know you're trying to be fake flirting with the hell Jeffrey, do you want me to make some type of role or
3: something? No, you're doing good.
0: You're doing good so far. keep role playing. Uh, role play. I'm letting you play it out. You're playing it out. I'm letting. You. Uh, he finishes the beer you bought him, though.
4: She'll ask him like, "You want another one?"
0: You buying again?
4: Yeah, I'll buy. Okay. We should we should get to something a little bit better than this beer, though. He waters down the beer here. Let's get a little higher. Higher class of alcohol. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. A tough, tough day at work. So, Dixie uh, will start buying a little bit harder stuff.
0: Okay. He'll drink it.
4: He continues right. to sit at the bar. He seems in tune with the music. A little glassy-eyed. So, I get a couple more drinks into him and then try to needle him a little bit more about opening up about like what he does and she gives him lots of compliments on his hands and <laughs> he's got like real strong workman's hands look like they could swing a hammer or work with uh, wood or something he does,
0: oh yeah I work over uh,
4: Umberwood's coffins I-, I build coffins oh it's noble work it's noble work providing a service to the town they're pretty fine coffins we're pretty proud of them yeah I've heard those are good coffins over there <laughs> No complaints. Great- <laughs> <was laughs> yeah, no, no complaints from the dead. <laughs> my
1: great aunt was buried in
4: one of those. <laughs> <words>. <laughs> uh, she, she will say though, like, yeah, I passed by his store the other day though, and he was yelling at people. It seems like he's a pretty hard taskmaster. Oh, he just likes things to be perfect. Well, you know, it's better than buying rope that breaks. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: shoddy workmanship can't afford that Ah, uh, i don't know what happened that day that wasn't
4: me that wasn't my rope you must bought that rope somewhere else uh jeffrey i don't want to do this but i mean you know does she have to get handsy i mean well what's that what's happening
0: <laughs> no what do you want me to know he told you where he works
4: <laughs> you're gonna have to do it I have to go there.
0: <laughs> Do it. Uh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> <work>. Do it. <laughs> glassy-eyed.
1: Uh, he's glassy-eyed. Um, it up a little bit. It's time to move in. <laughs> well, he's, he's
3: clearly taking a of to bit
4: Well, she'll um she'll try she'll, try to she'll to put take her, the air. She'll next time she orders a drink, she'll put a uh, put an arm around his shoulders. Okay. Sidle up a little bit closer to him and say, "So, uh, you got a main squeeze here in town? You got a place?"
0: Oh, I got wife and kids. Back at the house. Oh, that's no
4: good. He's lying. He's lying. (laughs) Uh, What do you do for fun around here?
0: I like to come over here to the. You gotta wipe (laughs) your (laughs) feet
4: (laughs) Cut to the chase. (laughs) For those listening at home, Jargon, the halfling. (laughs) He's making motions
1: say. in the background. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. He's got a little hand
3: signal going on. <laughs> uh, go for it, man. You can tell him.
4: <laughs> no, no, not doing it. Not going to happen.
3: Um, like, you expect him to play into it?
4: He's going to a dark, dark place. No, Zila's the- <laughs> got standards, man. She's not. I didn't say she had to produce... <laughs> He she's says he like, likes to hang out at the. She's like waving a hand behind her over a jarhead, like, shut up. And she starts he's like, I laugh. know. <laughs> 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 I <think they> almost <laughs> see the issue. <new> <laughs> oh.
0: He says he likes to hang out at the Drunken Minotaur. Yeah, yeah. That's his form of entertainment.
4: Well, it's been, get, good, it's been good talking to you, friend.
0: Well, I appreciate the drinks. It's been a fun night. But it's probably about time for me to
4: wander home. I got to be at work early in the morning. Uh, Vixila will, um, she's like, yeah, I got to head home too. When she gets out into the street, she's going to try and, um, like, stumble over by the alleyway or something and see if she can't get him to, like, give her a hand to stand up or something like that. Uh, He goes, you all right there? He comes over. She's been been drinking water. Um, How far into the alleyway do I get him? Uh, Like, right at the edge. Oh, shit! How, how are the streets? The streets real crowded.
1: Uh, yeah, there's people, but most of them are. Vixila like, put the garage around his neck and pull him back in the alley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, bombs coming out. So that's worse. I mean,
4: Vixila kind of like ah, and then she like shrugs because you know choking the guy's a lot better than choking his chicken. So,
3: <laughs> Jordan's gonna come out of the bar and be like, "I didn't say you had to do it." Like, <laughs> She, I mean, didn't just
4: walk away? she just like stands and just looks down at it. See, this is what we have to do when when my med, like, I'm not giving this, I'm not giving Townie's handjobs. It's never just not
3: happening. I just said you had to mention it. Come <laughs> on. Hey.
1: <laughs> say, hey, can y'all cut the argument out and get back here? <laughs> like,
3: Jurgen's gonna say, Looks like it's time to put up now He's gonna
1: <laughs> yeah. walk on him.
4: Bong's <laughs> yeah. already punched him in the gut repeatedly. Uh. Yeah, as Jargon walks in, Vixilo's like, Yeah, you have fun with that. Little <laughs> <laughs> man. Little man. So you get the guy ushered off the street, uh, back into the dark alley.
0: Baptist that has is him a securely a in a group. Bong, you said you punched him in the stomach? Uh, yeah.
4: Vixilo actually. Um, it's been days when, like, since b- I punched when him. When Bong man. comes out, Vixilo will kind of like tussle with him. And like start to wrestle and be like, no, no, leave whatever this fool's name is. I didn't even get his name, Audric. Leave Audric alone. He's he's drunk. He needs to go home. And and then she'll like whisper in Bong's ear to like slug her in the chin lightly. <laughs> she wants to keep up appearances in town, so like knock her out. <laughs> I'm serious. She's 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 she not giving. <laughs> This is my hometown, guys. I'm not, like, I'm, I, it's not cool to, like, jump guys in the streets and give free handies. It's just not
1: cool. <laughs> I'm still trying it's to choke this guy, and, and if y'all quit arguing, <laughs> right here. Yeah, Bong, you know,
2: goes through the motions of beating Vic Scylla up. <laughs> Shut up, you. you don't, you're not the boss of me. Bait it, woman. So that's what we need, that we need. This
4: podcast needs less of me playing a female character that gives hand jobs because that's not going to make anyone mad, and more of Matt hitting women. I still feel your
3: grasp the concept of what I was trying to get across there. No, I know
4: I, know, <laughs> I, I, I got right it right. all. <laughs>
3: She runs
1: off
4: point.
3: yes yes
4: Bong bomb gives her a little tussle, and she runs off like a no she's not going to run off like a girl, what are you talking – god damn it, my reputation's getting ruined in this in this in this in this episode,
1: so you gonna have to do something big right. she's, she's slumping
4: it? in the corner <laughs> <laughs> she's acting passed out. <laughs>
1: What's in the coffins, buddy?
0: Nothing. We saw him empty. He he. What's in up. the coffins? I'm choking him, choking. Pulling the at the right the throat, trying to trying to get out, and you hear him gurgling. Yeah, but Argus. He he shrugs. He can't
1: talk. He can't breathe. I'll loosen up a little bit. Let him talk. Uh, just
0: a customer of the shop. Comes by sometimes. I don't know. I just load the wagons. That's it. Who's Lantis?
1: Never heard of him. What's in the coffins when they go out of town? They're empty. What's coming in on the wagons from in the middle of the night?
0: Supplies. Supplies.
1: Nails. Nighttime nails.
0: Well, they, they come a long way. It's like an
1: over-the-road it ch- trucker. It clamps down on it real tight. He gurgles. You give him about 45 seconds to think about it. And they will let off and ask him what's in the wagon in the middle of the night. Uh,
0: goods for the master. He doesn't tell us. They're wrapped up. <coughs> Rolls of carpet, I don't know.
1: Rolls of carpet? Rolls of carpet. Being one of those coffins. You're going to be in one of those coffins soon if you don't start telling.
0: Why are you bugging me? Why are you harassing me? I didn't do nothing, you guys. Tell
1: yeah. us what's in the what's in the wagon. Coffins. Give him another good 45 seconds to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> um... What comes in in the middle of the night in the wagon?
0: <laughs> they'll they'll kill me if I tell you.
1: I'm gonna kill you if you don't tell me. You can count on that. Bodies. Bodies from where?
0: I don't I don't know where they come in from for sure. Where do they e- get? East of town. Uh, usually in the coffins. To where? that depends who's paying. Usually west of here.
1: West of here. Is Hardis buying the bodies? He tends to. All right. Just will look at Bong. What do you think? I think we should kill him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've been in town for like a week. It's bound
0: to happen.
4: <laughs> no, we can't kill him. If we're going to kill him like Vixie level. Gonna,
1: we can't really let him go,
4: though. He's yeah, play. we... Well, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> He's going to talk. He's talk. <laughs> it was such a dumbass idea.
3: <laughs> it was so good, and then it she's got gonna, really she's bad. She's going to bad we This come to. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us...
4: Is there any
1: reason I shouldn't kill you
0: now? I want to go home to my wife and kids. I told you what I know.
1: Take it's us to the me. shop. Who's there now? No one. No one's there now. Is there any bodies in the shop now? The, no. Or live?
0: They're not there all the time.
1: Where does Mortimer sleep? Uh, he sleeps around town, different places. Different places. He doesn't have a house. He's not often there. He he
0: shifts. He tends to stay at different ends across the city why is that Uh, uh, he's got money he likes to hang out doesn't like to walk home after he gets his you know after he ties one on come on you do the same if you had the money
1: what kind of money are we talking about I can't imagine the coffin makers making sleeping in the hotel money the coffins are wanted across the land the coffins are the bodies the coffins alright I think we're gonna have to kill this guy I don't really see any way out of it. It's
2: like we didn't appreciate the way you refused our halfling friend.
0: He was coming on to me. I didn't know he was a friend of yours.
3: He's gonna like going to step out of the shadows and say bullshit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mar- a fellow married with kids, they got no business coming over here every night getting drunk. What are you flirting with halflings for? Weirdo <laughs> Is there any is there any motion in this any activity in the street?
0: I, I mean, there's people passing by, but you guys are in pretty much a dark shade. People certainly don't know what's going on in the alley, or if they do, they just chalk it up to another night in the Warrens.
1: Vic uh, what? Have you got any kind of idea of what to do with this guy? Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't know. I the the we can knock him out. We can, like, come into the slumbering dragon like he's unconscious drunk. We could be singing, like, drunken songs and carry him up to one of our rooms, tie him up and gag him and have somebody watch him.
4: Vixila is, like, as she's laying there, as things start getting tense, she's thinking about, like, jumping up and, quote-unquote, coming to his rescue <clears throat> and, like, calling for the guards and getting <laughs> you guys to, like, run off. So we don't kill this guy, and so it doesn't ruin her reputation in the town. Because yeah, if we're settling down here, and I've I've got to live here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what she's. I mean,
3: that's what she's gonna do unless something. Unless you guys come to a resolution quickly. Oh, I just don't even know what we can do from here. That's gonna be uh, so-
1: the resolution can be is
4: killing
3: and then ditched
4: the a ball the Lucians so everybody yeah, in the bar everybody in the bar that like saw me talking to him walking out with saw you jargon, and they no he's saw, there. saw jargon talking to him and then saw the four of us walk out and this guy ends up dead like that this this town isn't exactly the great city I think someone's gonna notice that and yeah, he's gonna talk he has know. talked. He's, I think he's told you everything but, he knows, man.
1: Uh, he's going to talk. Isn't to tell him that we were asking questions? <laughs>
3: oh, okay. I well, mean, can we, we,
1: we? can't keep him locked up in a in our.
3: No. In the inn. No. Can, can we buy him off? That's, that's probably. That's probably our only other.
1: Where does he live? Will he tell us where he lives? Yeah, he
4: lives in the Warrens. How much does he get paid from
1: Mortimer? We're going to take. We can. This is what we can do. We can take him to his house and we can say, We know where you you live, where your wife and kids live. If you say a word <laughs>
4: we'll kill your whole Mixilou shouldn't be there for this. No. She's she's staying <laughs> slumped in the alley.
1: Um That I mean that's the that's the best solution.
4: But uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that, but I would slip the guy some gold and just say like this is for your trouble If you tell anybody We know where you live Yeah like Do the whole thing But give him like A little hush money too Okay Yeah I'll do
1: it We'll take him to his house How much does he mix, make? Walk him to his front door Okay Give him some gold Tell him If he If Hargus comes into town He needs to Let us know Okay
3: We'll be here And then Tell him to get the message truck To Minotaur Michael or whatever How much would you say He makes like in a year? Not a lot. That's fine. What would you say?
0: Uh, 50 gold, maybe. A year? Over the course of the year.
1: Jorgen's going to give him 10. Okay. If, if we find out that you mentioned this to Mortimer or Hargus or anybody in town, we'll kill your whole family.
0: He nods. It takes it's me. Gold. When I say that, I will do it. He just nods silently. Uh,
1: Baptists will let him go, slink off into the shadows. And he rushes inside the house, slams
2: the door shut.
1: That went well. <laughs>
2: I think it did. God. Bong's actually going to stand outside of his house for a long time and look in the windows. So if he
1: look out, he'll be staring at <laughs> look like that Bong's just
3: standing there in the middle, middle of the street. Jargon's going to stealth back to the alley where Vixila is passed out, and he's going to not stop, but as he walks by, just say, clear and keep going.
4: All right. She'll get up after a little while and, and start heading back, shaking her head to the slumbered drake.
1: She'd go in there and tell them you were, they were uh, accosted.
4: Actually, yeah, she will do that. Um, a little will make help. up. She'll make up something, though. She'll say... Um,
1: Some rich people from the common quarter did it.
4: <laughs> she, she will... Um, she'll kind of run in and uh say hey did you guys did you guys hear about the tussle in the alley and like when like I'm assuming the alley looks kind of like there's been some stuff roughed up and she'll like yeah I got I got slugged and got knocked out that 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 guy that Audric guy got jumped in the alley I think I don't know what happened he's gone now people seem amazed at st- the story do you, do you tell them you were in the Warrens well if I'm I'm, I'm talking about I'll go back into the uh Oh, uh, Drunken Minotaur. Drunken Minotaur? Got it.
0: Yeah, they don't act too surprised. Go <laughs> up to the Warrens. <laughs> it's,
4: it's the that perfect worked
1: out out It did work out you
4: know, good. She'll just be like, well, keep an eye out on that alley, guys. Dangerous. Oh, Bad we will.
1: Walking back to the, the slumbering Drake feels pretty good. <laughs> got a little spring in his step. He hasn't <laughs> had for a while. <laughs> He's practically skipping. Go back and get high.
0: (laughs) So that's a pretty good place to wrap up for the evening, and then we'll pick back up with we got a group sitting outside of Castle White Rock, and then the group inside Silmar is pretty well positioned. And there's been enough time that passed. We can, of course, handle some of the side plots some of the folks that aren't with the group at the moment have going on, too. Okay. Cool. So, cool. 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 Great, Great time. Some good <laughs> job. <laughs> uh, good job. Good times. Cool. <laughs> good night, all. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.